Hey guys, now it's time for the number 14 greatest moment of Guns and Radio Season 2. Hey, you're on the exact spot, man. Richard's the best addition they've ever added to this band. I know, we give Fortis a lot of shit on this show, but he, we joke around. We joke, but he's 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 a f- fucking phenomenal guitarist. He's definitely the best thing they got going right now. I mean, I love Slash, but I mean, he can't do that shit that Bum- that Bumblefoot did and that Buckethead did. But well, I mean, Fortis comes pretty close because I've noticed Fortis does a lot of those solos that Slash can't do. Yeah. I love Fortis, man. He's, and he's always been a super cool dude every time I met him. Remember when we forgot about him that time and then he photobombed our picture? <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to get a picture with Guns N' Roses and we asked everybody but Fortis to be in the photo because we forgot about him. And then, and then he photobombed at the last <laughs> second. He going to get in the photo. And then the joke used to be, man, go away, Fortis. We're trying to get a picture with Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> And then the joke became, he's not really in the band, just nobody has the heart to tell him, so they just don't plug his guitar in. (laughs) 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 But no, Fortis, in all seriousness, with all jokes aside, Fortis is an amazing guitarist. On down the road and back the hell again, here we are, Mr. Caputo. Yeah. With another Izzy song. Yeah, some some Izzy back in the rotation again for once this time around. It's been it's been some time, I think. It's been it's been a while actually. Uh, last Izzy song we covered was like episode one hundred and one. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, it's been long enough that uh, I'm excited about it again. That's 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 a nice change of pace. Definitely. I mean, it's anything. I think anything right now is just better than Duff McKagan's shit. <laughs> <laughs> we have been on a. We've been on a bit of a duff kick lately, but uh, yeah, that's more okay. like a, I mean, a duff torturing sequence recently. <laughs> well, this week we're we're hoping this week's going to be different. I haven't heard the song. I heard a piece of it when we were getting set up, but I haven't mm-hmm. heard anything else of it. We're going to listen to "On Down the Road" by Duff McKagan. Plus, we're going to read an article from TheMusic.com called. 10 moments of rock and roll debauchery that will totally gross you out. So uh, just keep it, in mind, keep it in line with our road trip theme. And mm-hmm. uh, we got lots of other cool shit to talk about. Uh, this is the Guys of Radio Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Guns in Radio Podcast. And now, give it up for your hosts, Chris Caputo and Dustin Bones. Hey, it's the Guns and Radio Podcast, episode number 116116. What's going on, Dustin Bones? Oh, not much, man. Uh, Recovering from this weekend still still recovering at the time of this recording so (laughs) if you uh, listen to last week's episode of band which by the time we're recording this has yet to air we taped that on saturday today is monday Mm -hmm. and you can just hear 
you, you kind of feel sorry for us in the when I was listening to it back. Uh, <laughs> you could just hear how hungover we were. And the movie that we were watching cuts off on YouTube about 10 minutes early. Shit. And we just, we just rolled with it. We didn't even care. It was, uh, it was, uh, not a, not, not a fun day to be us, but man, the <laughs> night before sure was fun, man. I tell you, as I get older, these damn hangovers, they last like two or three days and <sighs> then, and then like after that, you're tired. Like I've been exhausted all fucking day. But we're here. We're here. We're gonna make the most of it. Caputo's yeah. here to, to 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 drag me through the muddy waters here of uh, Izzy Stradlin, and uh, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. It's you gotta will be survive. Fine. You know, I'll, I'll just be like, you know, I'll give you the most uh, positive motivation I can. You know. More than those motivational posters can do on your wall, you know. <laughs> well, we got to survive because we got we're taping two shows tonight because oh yeah, we got a bonus show coming up this week. Ooh, yes. Um, speaking of that, because the thing is here, we put up a poll on our Twitter recently, so we hit that bonus show goal of two hundred and fifty Twitter followers, and then also we hit another of our the, the last of our announced bonus show goals that hundred and fifty Facebook likes followers. Um, thing and yep. somehow as always in our fucking polls <laughs> there always ends up being a tie somehow so what we're gonna do is we're gonna pick the so those two songs that came into a tie we're gonna basically just do episodes on those two so um we'll probably have it what this week the week that it airs this episode yeah uh yeah it's it's let's see God damn, dude, you got me doing math and shit. Yeah, so we're taping this a week in advance, and this will this will air August 30th. So okay, the week August of 30th. August 30th on that Thursday, which would be, what, September 2nd? Yes, September 2nd. Yeah, so right before the uh, Labor Day long weekend, you're going to get um, episode number 117. We'll be covering Crash Diet, which has a lot of history as well, not just within the Guns N' Roses universe itself, but... Also, it was like, you know, a song sold to other bands. There's other recordings of it as well from other bands that aren't Guns N' Roses, obviously. But yeah. yeah. And then the week after, actually, we're going to do, let's do a two in a row. Fuck it. The week after, the Thursday after this one, after that in a couple weeks time, we're going to be covering 14 years from Guns N' Roses. And that'll be September 9th. And yeah. we'll still, we'll spin the wheel at the end of this show. Uh, are we spinning the wheel at the end of this one, or are we waiting until the end of the bonus show? Um, I don't know. We could do either or. Let's wait till the bonus show. Give you a reason to listen. All right, that's for right sure. Now. Yeah. So we, you basically have you know what we're going to cover in on Thursday. Yeah. So definitely tune into that one. It's another bonus show. A uh, couple more bonus shows, you know, before we hit that season two finale. Let's get some more more of these songs out of the way. <laughs> yeah, and then. Season two is September. The finale is what September nineteenth. Yeah, I think we'll probably so, hit around there. So yeah, man, we got uh, we got the greatest moments of season two mm-hmm. that uh, I don't even have the fuck in front of me anymore right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out, folks. Yeah. We'll, 
You'll probably already hear the next moment in the cold and before this already or after somehow, you know, in post. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you guys, to be honest, man, I think we're lucky that we're here right now and not yeah. dead. We were supposed that's to record sure. an hour ago and I fell asleep. So that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's and the I've been stuck at work all day. So, I mean, it, it is what it is, <laughs> but we're here. Look, we haven't missed a fucking week. Have we? Not yet. Not, Not yet. No yet. way. So hopefully, uh, hopefully. We've only missed work. extra, but fuck that. So. Yeah, we may skip that this week and do another collection. Those are always fun, right? You guys yeah. like the collections. You oh, guys yeah, listen. Man. I was going to say, I got to but I got to make some more for when we do that. Yeah. Yeah, you guys listen to the collections about as much as you listen to extra anyway, so. <laughs> it is what it is. We put yeah, something on the on. feed. We get our money. We <laughs> we go about our lives. Uh, That's it, brother. And yeah, just so anchor, if you're listening, the second you stop paying us for GN Extra, we're gonna stop posting on that feed. Yeah, and those will be <laughs> a lot. You'll probably only be able to find those on GunsAndRadio.com afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few of them I know that we picked out, we, we pulled and put on gunsandradio.com. Uh, which ones? I don't know. Yeah, that that is a mystery. Just like <laughs> evolution is a mystery, full of dreams that no one sees, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, as, as Lemmy would say. Speaking of mysteries, one thing is not a fucking mystery is some of the fucked up shit that happens when bands go on tour and... Thank and well, first off, I want to say you know I am stealing an article from themusic.com.au, and I'm going to read there what they picked as the top ten moments, and we'll discuss each one and kind of mm-hmm. see what we think about them. Uh, moments of rock and roll debauchery that will gross you out. This is from 2015, so if you go check out this article. We may put a link in the description. We may not. I'll probably lose this article right after taping. So, you know. Yeah. We'll <laughs> I'll send you the link. That's why it popped up here. <laughs> uh, let's start out at number 10. One of Chris Caputo's favorite bands ever, Marilyn Manson. Uh, well, I mean, uh, after recent things, you kind of like, not really, but, you know, whatever. It's, it's you know, good music, but, you know, trying to... Again, it goes back to that whole separating art from the artist thing, and it's just that, I don't know. My thing my thing with Marilyn Manson is, like, it seems like all rock stars, when they get old, they get fat. Oh, and, no, he just became an alcoholic and got fat, well, so. No, dude, this homie fat. He's fat like me. Like, I went and saw yeah. Marilyn Manson, me and Cece went right before 2019, uh, came to a close. At Louder Than Life, we saw Marilyn Manson. And, you know, he he's still wearing the makeup and all of that shit that he wears on stage. And part of his aesthetic is he was skinny, right? Because it, mm-hmm. it added to the creepy factor with all the makeup and everything. Yeah, but now he's now, like 50 and like, oh, shit. Now that he's fat, it looks like uh, when you go to a kid's birthday party and there's a drunk clown there and the yeah. party clown shows up drunk and shit-faced mm-hmm. yeah. and couldn't even get his makeup on straight. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't know why, but right now I'm thinking Marilyn Manson would be a perfect act at like the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go to that either. No. <laughs> Dude, I, I saw something like this weekend. <laughs> the guy with the Juggalos happened this weekend and fucking Chris Hansen was doing a, like a TED Talk at Gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> Chris Hansen was doing a TED What? <laughs> How fucking weird Don't look is that? Anyone these days, there, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess they have to, but I guess you know, gathering of the Juggalos. I mean, they should all know who Chris Hansen is. He's probably the thing that haunts their dreams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Besides their parents. <laughs> well, I mean, most of their parents don't come down to the basement, so. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you remember there's a magazine that called uh, Juggalos once the most unintelligent people in the world and nobody got mad about it, you know, cuz I was going to say didn't like the CIA and FBI put them on like their like a terrorist list or something. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, they're I, a terrorist group. Uh, juggalos are not not stupid, man. They're just a bunch of people that like a fucking band. Yeah. They're a terrorist group that like we are, we're a fucking terrorist group. There's fucking more scary people in the GNR community. Yeah, you know? I mean they get a lot of shit mostly because the band they like really fucking sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I guess if you've got to be feeling like you're a part of something, I just, I just don't get it. The music is trash. Uh, everybody looks like they're fucking on meth and shit. So they probably are. I mean. Probably. We're going to piss yeah. off a whole lot of juggalos today. Uh, it's okay. You know, whatever. They're Violin J and Shaggy Tudor are probably on meth when they're fucking wrestling too, so I mean. Probably. Probably. And they couldn't really do that very well either. Yeah, I mean, uh, don't you remember the spot where Mike Awesome fucking power bombs him off the bus? <laughs> Shaggy Tudor. And he's like, no! Funniest shit I've ever read. 2000s WCW is fucking funny shit. It's it's sometimes horrible, but it's also funny shit sometimes. So Marilyn Manson, uh, his incident happened in Michigan in 2002. And the article says the self-proclaimed God of fuck has never been shy, but perhaps he went too far during a 2002 show in Michigan when a G-string clad Manson jumped on top of a bouncer's shoulders and proceeded to, as was explained in court, gyrate his hips, thighs, and pubic area against the bouncer's head, neck, and or face. It's a gross way to get a cool dinner story, but the bouncer cashed in a nice civil settlement as well. Oh, Damn right you're going to pay me. Yeah, but also, God of fuck, who's this guy think he is? Johnny Sins? <laughs> you know, Caputo and I, we've actually met once in real life, and this is why we still do our uh, our our podcast online, mm-hmm. because uh, I came to Caputo's house, and this was how I was greeted at the door, and ever since, I've had nightmares, <laughs> so... <laughs> if that was the case, you wouldn't be talking anymore. <laughs> this show would have ended after like 75 episodes. <laughs> Oh, where's Chris? Wachow! Like a ninja. And it's like, oh, oh, God, get up! Hey, hey, damn it! Hey, oh, God! Oh, God, don't wait! 
Jesus, sounds like when they forced Vince Neil to eat a vegetable. <laughs> Number nine, Keith Moon. Ah, good old Keith, man. Michigan, nineteen sixty-seven. The Who's Fucking party? Michigan, was- man. Is this the last one happened in Michigan? Did, oh, yeah, it did. I think Jeez, the moral what, of this... What's in the fucking water in Lake Michigan, man? I don't know, man. Just don't go see a concert in Michigan, I guess. Probably a lot of cocaine in that water. Who knows? <laughs> well, Keith Moon's here, so... Uh, I, I do know Rick James is on this list, and so is Keith Richards. So, I don't know. You tell me. But Keith Moon... Uh, the Who's party-loving drummer Keith Moon was mad at the best of times, but celebrating his 21st birthday at the Holiday Inn in Flint, Michigan. Well, there you go. There's the water situation. Uh, they still don't have water there, by the way. It's still fucked, yeah. Like, help those people, goddammit. I know, right? If there was any money to be made in it, they fucking would. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took hedonism to a new level. The post-gig party featured... Apart from the obvious boatload of intoxicants, nudity, fire extinguishers, exploding toilets, cars and swimming pools, insane damage bills, armed police, jail, hotel bannings, and God knows what else. Hmm. Damn, sounds like my kind of party. <laughs> I was about to say, man, is this what you guys do at the cabin on the, in the summer when you guys, uh, when you and your homies hook up and hang out and shit? Uh, not to this extent, no. <laughs> uh, it's just some damaging, and that's it. <laughs> Y'all don't let him fool you. Chris Caputo's put a pool or put a car in a pool once or twice. No, I don't do that Project X shit. That's oh god. <laughs> uh, number eight is Motley Crue backstage. I guess sometime in the late eighties. Uh, and it says, have you ever wondered what the title of GNR's terrible covers album, The Spaghetti Incident, was supposed to be referring to? Hey, now, come on. Yeah. Uh, their chums, Nikki Six and Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, had brokered a classy wager about who could go uh, the longest on the tour without having a shower while still scoring groupies. <laughs> and it all came to a head, and then they put in parentheses, sorry. When a groupie going down on Nikki Six vomited her pasta dinner onto his shoes and amongst other places. Wait, was it actually named after that? Because there's like so many stories of what they named the spaghetti incident after. That's, I don't know, I don't know, man. I heard one was about Steven Adler, what he fucking called like his Tasha Herwin spaghetti. Yeah. I don't know, man. You know what? I think... If it's not, I definitely we believe we could consider that a spaghetti incident. A that spaghetti. is a spaghetti incident for sure. But it's not, you know, the spaghetti incident. It's a spaghetti incident. How bad your junk got a taste, man? That's embarrassing. God. Probably tastes like old man fucking shit. I don't know. <laughs> Rick old James. Man, do. God. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Old people smell. Oh God! You just, you get a whiff of that when you walk through. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> my friend, Rick James in the Hollywood Hills, 1991. The King of Funk and his girlfriend were arrested and eventually convicted for holding a woman hostage for a week, forcing her to smoke crack and engage in sex acts, burning her with a cocaine pipe, pistol whipping her 
and possibly, but not probably, whilst playing Super Freak at an, in, an inordinarily high volume. As Dave Chappelle would impal, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Fucking unity. Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Rick James, bitch. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> what if I um, finger save the face? Slap. <laughs> That's a classic. Dude, I remember when that first aired. I was in oh. high school. <laughs> and, dude, that next day, dude, every time. A Chappelle show was a hit from episode one. Oh, when dude, I was, was in such school. good shit, man, that show. And, dude. Every fucking day. I think it came on on like a Wednesday or a Tuesday or something. Mm-hmm. But dude, the next day at school, whatever day it came on, everybody was quoting uh, Chappelle's show at school, which was a little uncomfortable after the first episode with Clayton Bigsby. I oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I got to tell you, that week after Clayton Bigsby aired, I've never witnessed... Uh, a school full of rednecks and black people be so unified over the N-word of all things. Jeez, wow. But man, there was, you know what? There was definitely some unity going on <laughs> unity. that week at school. <laughs> and what else was the one? My favorite was Player Haters, Silky Johnston. Well, Player Haters Ball. Yeah. And as for you, Boss Hog, very insulting what you said about my coat. It's made from your mama's pubic hair. White and <laughs> shitty. <Yeah>. Man, <laughs> there's so many good sketches I can name off the list of my head. Fucking reparations. The reparations oh, yeah. doesn't whatever. Yeah. The <laughs> no, racial like, draft. Racial draft. Um, the one where it's like, where the new Tupac song plays. <laughs> the new Tupac song in the club. And it's like, I'm alive, bitch. <laughs> oh, Dude, fuck. You gotta joke. look up. Yeah, you gotta look up that That's, sketch. It's fucking good where he's like dancing with this girl in the club. Yeah. He's like, what? Dave Chappelle, that ain't your wife. That joke came up this weekend, man. We were riding somewhere, and one of my buddies goes, uh, I wrote this song a long time ago. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, the fucking whole Prince thing. Oh, yeah. Game blouses. Yeah. I remember the next day. My host, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> the next day at school, man, when the Rick James one aired, everybody was going around. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Fuck your couch, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your couch. Buy another one, you rich motherfucker. <laughs> Mayhem is next. I've never really heard of this band, but okay. I heard of the WCW pay per view named Mayhem, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It says a lot of bands pretend to be dark or satanic, but Norwegian black metal mainstays mayhem. There we go. That's why I never heard of them. Put their money where their mouths are. Long rumored to be involved in, uh, in uh, I guess, the Church of Satan. The spade uh, of church burning. Oh, spade. Yeah. So I'm here in the spade of church burning. Okay, I got, to the, yeah, I got to the S and I lost my place. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll continue from here. Yeah, thank uh, you. Long rumored to be involved in the spate of church burnings, which plagued Norway in the early 90s when vocalist, and quote unquote, his name was Dead, committed suicide at the band house. The remaining band members made necklaces from bits of his skull. Your band is not hardcore. No, they're not hardcore. They're not fucking stupid. Oh, dude, there's one uh, band. Maybe it was this one. It was some kind of garbage music. 
where somebody in the band killed themselves and they found him with a gun and with his head blown off. Oh yeah. So they took a picture of it before they called the cops and then they used the picture as their next album cover. Yeah, I was wondering. I remember hearing that in like a podcast randomly. Um, it was probably one of those like Norwegian death metal bands. I don't fucking. I don't. I don't get, get that shit. shit. I like music Jinx. you can sing along with and understand the lyrics and relate to it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've never been horny for the devil. I guess. Yeah. Or Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> hey, the water floats your boat, kids. Uh, we'll start a Norwegian Christian metal called Horny for Jesus. Horny for Jesus, here we go. <laughs> Sounds like a boy band. Sounds Dude, like we'd, a... we'd write epic shit like Dragon Force, but it's all about like you know praying to God. <laughs> Iggy Pop and David Bowie, Los Angeles, nineteen seventy-five, and it says a friend in need is a friend indeed, and uh, you know what? I don't even know what this fucking word is. Yeah. Aesop, maybe. maybe. Maybe said that, or was it or placebo? Or was it placebo? Yeah. All these big words in a fucking rock and roll article. Come on, guys. You know Blame the Australians. Audience. Come on. <laughs> anyway, when the crazy old Iggy Pop was having a bad trot in the mid-70s, he was checked into a psychiatric hospital with his friend and mentor, David Bowie, who, uh, who did what any self-respecting buddy would do. He grabbed an even crazier friend and loaded up on drugs and smuggled them into the facility so that Ixter wouldn't have to face sobriety in such an unbecoming location. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. Having a drug trade in rehab might be a good idea. You ever see, it makes me think of that episode of South Park where Cartman goes to fat camp. Yeah. And then he starts dealing candy on the side to the fat kids. <laughs> uh, let's see. Freddie Mercury. Uh, Fred, Their killer performance at Live Aid really boosted Queen's profile all over the world. And the money started flowing in. Well, I mean, you, I think they were pretty ha- pretty well set before then, but okay. So when hedonist extraordinaire Freddie Mercury turned 39 that September, he organized the most lavish party in rock and roll history, complete with trolls, orgy, ogres, feet, I almost said orgies. There were orgies for sure. Come on, this is Freddie Mercury talking about. Transsexuals and his trademark dwarves with trays of cocaine strapped to their head. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Freddie Mercury is fucking nuts. That dude literally would fuck anything with a pulse. It doesn't even matter, man, woman, whatever. I I didn't see the little people with cocaine on their head at the fuck in the fucking movie. I I kind of yeah, because that was fucking tame, bro. If like they really (laughs) wanted to get the real Freddie Mercury vision, it would have been like NC seventeen. You have to like find it in like a a fucking I don't know adult film store or something. It's like that fucking. (laughs) Look, dude, when we do our live show someday. In front of thousands of people, and we're backstage partying at the after party. If we don't have a bunch of little people running around with trays of cocaine strapped to their head, I'm gonna be sorely disappointed. Yeah, dude. Oh man, because that that sounds like a good time. I wouldn't do any of it, but it'd be cool to see it. <laughs> this is so stupid. 
Oh, man. Up next, Zazie Osborne. What story do you think we're going to tell? If oh, they I don't, don't tell the one, if they don't tell the one I'm thinking about, then we'll tell it on here. You yeah. might think that Ozzy Osbourne is messy these days, but during Black Sabbath's pinnacle, he was an absolute shambles. At San Antonio, yep. Texas show in 1982, he was arrested for pissing on the Alamo Memorial. <laughs> Not the historical fort itself, as lore would have you believe. Well, that's a little disappointing. But this is still akin to treason for those in those parts, and he was quickly arrested, hauled off to the lockup, being released in time for that night's sold-out show, because, of course, they were. Ain't nobody that fucking crazy. Yeah. Caused a fucking riot. <laughs> well, back then, <laughs> probably, yeah. That's actually Ozzy and pissing on things, man. Like, what's it with Ozzy and piss? I don't know. Maybe he's into golden showers, I guess. Because, you know, there's the story of Ozzy pissing on the ground and licking it up in front of Motley Crue that made it into the dirt. Oh, no, that's the one where he's snorting ants because they didn't have cocaine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is true. Led Zeppelin, Seattle, 1969. Ooh, nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Never been to a hotel where you can uh, fish from the windows, then blame Led Zeppelin. Seattle's Ed- Edgewater Hotels looks pugnant. Uh, and let's see, uh, the entourage found that, that you could catch mud sharks from the safety of their rooms. <laughs> now, add eager naked groupies to the equation and things get slightly disturbing. <laughs> oh, God. What the fuck? Oh, man. No need to go further. Suffice to say, it's a good thing nobody caught crabs that day. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> were they throwing the groupies out there to fish for? Uh, you know what? I don't even want to know. <laughs> it's like the lobster story from the internet back in the day. Do you remember that? I don't recall. No, I'm not going to tell it on here. It's gross. But yeah. uh, you guys look it up if you want. You know, to really get grossed out. And I'll, t- I'll tell you later. We'll talk about it off here. Number one, the immortal Keith Richards. Yeah. Says London. <laughs> London, date unknown. Literally the immortal. Take that, Hulk Hogan, you fucking cocksucker. So where it says London, the date unknown, how far back does London go? The, the It was around in the 1700s. So, yeah. Aside from the fact that... You know what I'm going to uh, tell myself? This is like the Jack the Ripper era of London. It's like 434 AD. Yeah, like... Dear, nah, like it's probably like 1172. <laughs> I like the Jack the Ripper era because I can see Keith Richards walking around in a top hat while people are dumping shit and piss out the windows. <laughs> and, uh, of course, he's old as fuck. <laughs> Back then. <laughs> Aside from the fact that we will, he will most likely live forever, Stone's Axeman Keith Richards has certainly lived an interesting life full of wild adventures. He did get into an agitated... He did you get agitated you. when it was uh, reported that in the press that he'd mixed up his father's ashes with cocaine and snorted them, and he went on record to set things straight. He had indeed snorted his dad's mortal remains, as one does, but th- there were no drugs involved. Jesus Christ. 
Jesus God. I love that uh, he made that correction. <laughs> what a what a fucking guy, man. There wasn't well, now, now your dad's part isn't literally inside of you now, I guess. I, I know, right? I mean, you gotta, you gotta. Look you at like the, become uh, one with someone? Screw being blood brothers. Snort their fucking remains. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't somebody smoke Tupac's ashes in a blunt? Oh, probably all those homies did. I believe that happened. I'm oh, yeah. pretty sure. Probably this whole entourage did that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if we can get... Uh, I'm trying to find out more about this, uh, this incident myself. Because... Uh, there's just there's got to be more to this story, snorting somebody's ashes, man. Come on, you know what I mean. Hey, when you're that addicted to something, you'll fucking try and simulate it any way possible. Oh man, snorted his. I, but see, I love the, I love the fact that he he corrected them. You know what I mean? Because there's no drugs. I I just snort him. Just snort, snort Poppy away, but uh, no drugs. <laughs> He's like, like, oh no, no I did the shit. He's like, oh no, I, I did that shit. No, that shit happened. There was no cocaine involved, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, oh, hang on. Here we go. Uh, let's see if we can get. Oh shit. Let's ah. see if we can get Keith Richards on and ask him her comment on the situation. Oh wow! Is he? Uh, oh, oh, he's here. All right. Wow, this is this is uh, unexpected. Expect this, Keith Richards. Welcome to Guns and Radio. Uh, okay. is he there? <laughs> and it was. There wasn't any cocaine involved. But oh, okay. <laughs> there was uh, a little smack, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> so he, he, he came all up and then everything up to the end. And we just went choppy, choppy, choppy on the train. And I went. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, hang on. Hang on. One second. One second. Did someone knock at your door? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> oh, never mind. Is Vince the other with you? <laughs> Yeah, hey, maybe that's the one where you can lose weight. You do a lot of cocaine, brother. Do more cocaine, lose weight, Vince Neil. All right, well, shit, we had to get rid of those guys, man. That was getting crazy. Jeez, really? Wow, did he, did, I guess, Vince Neil move into the Rolling Stones house, or? Uh, you know what, as long as he's not here. As long as he's not in your house. God. Yeah, that's, that's all that matters. Woo! Man, uh, Keith Richards on cocaine is a completely different person. Yeah, I think Vince Neil on cocaine is still the same douchebag. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, not as fat, hopefully. I don't know. 
Oh man, well that's uh that's the top ten list. I long lost that article just like I said I would. So, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, you go, if you guys can hear this, our faithful speaker for songs has broken. And uh, so it could be the last time you're hearing these sounds. Probably will be because it was $5. I'll probably throw it away and buy another one. Yeah, but five and below. What's well, good? Yeah. Maybe they can sponsor us. <laughs> I know. Buy us another $5 speaker. <laughs> Just give us podcast equipment that's under $5. Uh, yeah, they are. We got the headphones. Uh, yeah, man. What else have I got? Let's see. What speaker is this? Let's see. It's like, this it's like random Ion speaker. I don't know. I, mean, I remember there was a time when I tried using a, uh, a, uh, what was it called? Da, 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 da. Uh, sound, sound speaker. Uh, da, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Mix board. Motherfuck. Shit. Oh, yeah. When we were experimenting with that, when we were recording on Skype. Many, yeah. And it sounded like shit. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. And we've moved on down the road since then. So let's move on down the road and check out our song of the day. Do it, baby. Well, we're off to a very country start. Yeah, it's a very southern start right there. Funky. It's not bad, it's enjoyable. Yeah, you got the lyrics pulled up? I do. Uh, so let's get this first verse out of the way here. Uh, Cousin stands in Houston, writes about Carol Ann. Buddy's on the back porch drinking tea with lime. Me, I'm on the outside, sometimes looking in. I get cold when I'm all alone, and the heater can't stop the wind. Huh. Well, damn. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of a countryish song. A little bit, yeah. I think just from the, the vibe of what we're getting from, you know, instrumentally wise, even I guess lyrically wise too. Sounds yeah, like, you know, probably like some older country, not like, you know, today's country where it's like beer and, you know, my pickup truck and hot chicks. And, okay, it's um, always been like that. Come on. There's uh, a tear in my beer. Come on. I mean, now it's just more pop. It's just literally country music is literally hip hop for white people. <laughs> I'll even admit it. Sometimes I listen to some country, some decent shit. I'll even admit it. It's literally hip hop for white people now. <laughs> it's hip hop for like racist people. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Which is some white people, not all of them. Some, but some. Oh man, I saw a car with a rebel flag, or not a car, obviously. Oh god, it's really... it the Confederate flag, which is basically the flag of losers. It was a truck with a Confederate flag and uh, an, a homophobic bumper sticker. Oh, God. And uh, what else was it? A Trump 2020 sticker. 
And then they were jamming up to hip hop. And I'm like, damn, dudes, come on now. (laughs) Like, really? (laughs) Yeah, like, those things don't mix together. How you gonna be racist and listen to fucking hip hop? I don't get it. Yeah, okay. That's, what are you trying to, like, appropriate someone else's culture, you piece of shit? Uh, I just hate people like that. I don't like those mad people, but I like their music. Shut the fuck up, idiot. <laughs> yeah, probably. That's probably might exactly. be sideways in 1964. Well, dude, even in the 60s when black people were making rock and roll like Riddle Richard and they were still getting treated like shit, all the white people oh, listened yeah. to that. Well, there's still segregation then in the 60s. It's fucked up. Yeah. Did they do that in Canada? Not that I know of. I don't know. I don't know what crazy civil rights movement shit was here. There probably was some stuff, but I mean... Then again, there was the Underground Railroad, so we did, you know, take them in during that time of slavery. Hmm. I think well, Canada's pretty cool most of the time. We'll just, you know, help people out, you know. We're there. Yeah, usually We're in the need of helping hand. Like a good neighbor, Canada's up there. Yeah. Trump gets reelected again, run on up to Canada. Yeah. Hey, no problem. <laughs> we need more people, um, but we got to spread the fuck out, okay? get Stop living in Toronto. Stop living in Ontario, please. There's like 15 it's, million people in this province. Move it's elsewhere. Like a mil- All it is is like you got Vancouver, you got Toronto, and then ice deserts. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, we have Quebec, I guess. And, which, oh, know, yeah, and Quebec. Quebec's a mixed bag. Montreal's okay. The rest, the rest of Quebec can go fuck itself. And then it's Antarctica. It's yeah, basically. pretty much. Then we have fucking, you know, none of it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have Meese. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw a moose in real life. Oh, I did see a, uh, I did watch a documentary. Speaking of Canada, we're getting way off topic here, but mm-hmm. I watched a documentary. I think it was in Canada or it was in Alaska about a neighborhood moose named Buzz Winkle. <laughs> Have you heard this? No, I've never heard this. So he was a moose that was basically the town drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he would get into fermented fruit, like uh, there was some kind of uh, some kind of apples that a lot of people kept. And then if you didn't get them after a certain time, and you left them behind, or they fell on the ground, or whatever, they would mm-hmm. ferment. And oh, he sh- had an and he had a nose for finding these fermented uh, uh, fermented uh, fruits. And That's it all started crazy. where. He wandered into a bar, and he was drunk, and they called mm. a wildlife guy up because he was, says that, you know, you get calls in the in the interview with him I was listening to. He's like, you know, you get calls all the time, but there's a moose mm-hmm. asleep in my front of my door, and I'm stuck in my house, and you're like, look, mm. it's part of living here. Just wait till, I mean, he's going to have to wake up. It's like, I don't even go out. But mm-hmm. this moose had enough people getting calls about him. And so he got there, and he was friendly. He was just kind of dazed off in a... In a trance, so he kind of directed traffic around him, and this guy became his drunk buddy. So, like, you know, you got that one buddy that's always drunk, and then mm-hmm. he's got his, like, best friend with him that's always, like, taking care of him while he's drunk. Mm-hmm. That was this ranger and the moose. Mm-hmm. So, the moose ended up becoming, like, a town mascot. Like, everybody loved him, but you'd see him mm-hmm. walk around town, and he was smart enough to use a crosswalk. Like he would uh, stand at the crosswalk and wait on the light to change. And before he would cross, mm. he'd learn that. Yeah. And he was always fucked up though. That was another thing is that this thing, this moose was always drunk and he eventually 
uh, got old and had to be put down. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, that's just, uh, it's a sad story, but I recommend uh, Google Buzzwinkle the Moose mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, listen to, uh, I think it was the podcast is called This American Life, mm -hmm. where they talk about it. I recommend that. It's a funny story. Brother Kev's an ending. Brother Joe is too. Kind of want to remix this with Boot Scootin' Boogie. Ah, that wouldn't be a bad one. That'd be decent. I'm down for that. I'd leave it a listen. Oh, man. Needs a steel guitar. Yeah, the, uh, could use some other stuff. Got a banjo a in there. Oh yeah, it. there you go, banjo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it needs more washboard. Ah, and cowbell. There you go. Or <laughs> Steven Tyler, we need a cowbell man. Somebody blowing in a jug. <laughs> 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 I mean, if we're going to go country, we might as well go balls to the wall. I guess it's going to be some parts of this one, yeah. Say what? I guess they're going to repeat parts of this one in the same verse. They just changed the name of the dude and the, his cousin in the first one. Oh, that's it. Same line. Cousin same. Stan in Houston, but now it's Cousin Mark in Austin. Ah, well. We're still Texas. So Zizzy Nerdies. just hate his family so much that every time they come to visit, he stands. he'd rather stand outside in the blistering cold. Yeah, and be in the yeah. house associated. Probably with just like visiting like his like in laws, and he's like, these guys fucking hate these people. <laughs> God, these in laws. Fuck. They must be redneck as hell. That's one of the songs Probably. you wrote about them as a country song. It's like like visiting fucking Texas once. It's like a white person <laughs> visits Nashville once and writes a country song about it. There's <laughs> <laughs> Nashville, sure, bitch. <laughs> Nashville's not as hick as you would think it is. It's, no, it's much more like modern contemporary now. Like, I've seen shit. Like, oh, yeah, I love yeah. Nashville. I mean, like, every country artist now has their own restaurant and bar, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hicks of Nashville is the country artists. Yeah, literally, that's it. I guess I can't complain. 
so good, so far now, how bad you some of this uh some of this uh country music here i was gonna say you gotta get grab a girl and do some line dancing was it square dancing square dancing there we go <laughs> grab a woman <laughs> grab <laughs> fast look at your hand uh, put your hand up a dress and squeeze her ass <laughs> <laughs> isn't. I mean, he visited all his cousins and he said, fuck this, and beat me. Write a song about it. I'm like, fucking shit. Izzy seems On Down the Road by Izzy Stradlin. That's the song. Yeah. Izzy does seem like the kind of guy that would uh, go to a family reunion and end up uh, sneaking out about halfway through and never being seen again for another five or six years. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go go to the convenience store and grab a cigarette. <laughs> Dad went out for cigarettes. Oh, is he went out for cigarettes. <laughs> we'll see in the next decade. <laughs> Sorry, I've got some sinus problems going on. <laughs> getting, getting a little teared up from all that uh, country music. Oh. Yeah, goddamn. Well, uh, let's do ratings. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I always let you uh, choose. I'll go first. This is, it's all right. It's, I don't know. I feel like it's not like bottom of the barrel is he straddling, like where he's just singing about go get the ball, y'all, times 14. Like there's actually, a, there's like slight substance to it. It's not a terrible song instrumentally wise. It's definitely something different than what we usually hear from Izzy because his stuff is very much like, Rolling Stones influence is very like straight up like four four, um, just like straight rock and roll. But this like takes a little like a it feels like southern rock, kind of a little more country to it. Yeah, I can see. Like that. you can get it's like country mixed with you know a lot of elements of like you know southern rock bands like you like your Skin Nerds, um, your Alabama's ZZ Top. I guess right. you consider America like southern rock, like America the band. I don't know that band. I've never really listened know. to. Not a few, all right, songs, but yeah, there's like that, like type of like southern, more rock that comes more from the southern states. Like it's, it's all right. I may listen to this again, uh, probably, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but like I, it's it's somewhere in the middle for me. I'll probably give it a two and a half out of five. I'm about in the same boat. I don't hate it. Uh, probably won't go out of my way to listen to it again. Mm -hmm. Uh. But uh, I don't. I don't ever see me being in a mood to throw on on down the road by Izzy Stradlin. So I, I think I'm. I'm. A, I think you and me are right on par. I was going to say two and a half. Put it right down the middle. It's not terrible. It's a good listen. If you like this kind of music, I mean, it's, 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 it's there. It's, it's right up your alley. 
I mean, I give him that. I mean, it's something different. It's not the same, uh, the same shit you're used to typically uh, hearing from Izzy. So, I mean, at least there's that. At least, he, you know, he's got a little variety here with this kind of music. So. Yeah, there's something at least. Um, I mean, we'll probably discover more later on, but he does do some reggae, which is, like, really fucking weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think those are instrumentals, though, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, we, we, don't, we don't cover instrumentals on this show. I know we? one of them, so. I think, was an instrumental. He randomly did reggae, a couple of reggae-inspired tunes. I was like, what? It's like dreadlocks, is he again? Ah, that era. Well, guys, uh, we're gonna probably find out more later on, but this is the part of the show where normally we would spin the wheel and tell you uh, what we're gonna be listening to next week. Mm-hmm. However, uh, we're gonna put that off until Thursday. Thursday. Thursday is our bonus show. Tell us what we're going to be listening to this Thursday on episode 117 of Guns and Radio. Boop, boop. Bonus show. Uh, so we're so as we mentioned in the top of the, of the show here. Um, so we have two bonus shows coming up. The first one this week, uh, we're going to be covering uh, Crash Diet. Originally a Guns and Roses demo. Never ever ended up releasing but there's actually two other bands that made their own versions of the same song and there's a whole story a whole a little bit of a history behind that song too so definitely tune in thursday we're gonna be covering we'll probably reviewing the guns and roses version of crash diet but also delving into the history of you know the other uh officially released versions from other bands of that same song that made it out so that's right and as always, be sure to head over to GunsAndRadio.com where you can get tons of exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else, including video versions and much, much more. And you don't even have to wait or anything to hear the episodes because as soon as we're done taping, the episodes go up on GunsAndRadio.com for your listening pleasure. Oh, but yeah. Until Thursday, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you this Thursday, the first of two bonus shows coming up. Hey guys, now it's time for the number 14 greatest moment of Guns and Radio Season 2. Hey guys, now it's time for the number 14 greatest moment of Guns and Radio Season 2.